It is a sport as old as man itself. From the ancient Greeks to the British Empire, all the way to the Gracie family, men and women have partaken in this art of combat with the promise of honor and glory in mind. Now, WFUV Sports will bring you into that realm with in-depth analysis and opinions on the goings-on in the world of boxing and mixed martial arts. This is the WFUV Sports Pound for Pound podcast. And it is the WFUV Sports Pound for Pound podcast. My name is James Cargan. Alongside me is my good friend Matt Breen. How are we doing, James? Very good. And we have a very special guest for us today. We've got Dennis the Menace Bermudez on. Dennis, how are we doing? Good, man. Just finished up some uh, hill sprints. And uh, heading back to my ride. Uh, sounds like a... Uh... Hey, we're, we're out here on Long Island. We're working right now. We're in the Bronx. We're getting ready. Dennis is uh, done with a very harrowing workout. Dennis, let me just ask you this. Uh, You fought all over the country, and how special is it to finally be fighting at home in your state of New York? I tell you what's pretty awesome is being able to uh, enjoy my own bed, shower my own shower, cook on my own stove. You know, train in my own gym, you know, in the gym I've been training in, you know, right up till fight day. Yeah, Dennis, uh, Matt Breen here. Um, I just want to ask, obviously the camp has been going going well, being at home. Have you felt like it's made a difference in your camp? Have, uh, do you feel different from your past camps? Uh, how do you feel going into the fight? Um, I feel I feel really good, man. Uh, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm training very hard. I'm tra- I'm training smarter. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, pushing ha- cardio really hard, but not beating the hell out of myself with my sparring partners and stuff like that, you know? Yeah, we get that. And, uh, I assume that you're going to have a lot of friends and family at this fight? Yeah, for sure. I'll post you guys. Uh, How many tickets have you been allotted? Well, I mean, I'm not, I don't know, if they, if they want their, you know, if they want tickets, they want to come see me, you know, they make it happen. I'm not, I'm, I'm still, I'm taking folks as the task at hand, you know, I'm just get, getting ready to, to dominate. And I'm, you know, my, my kids and family will come through. Chris, uh, you just, uh, not, sorry, not Chris, uh, Dennis, you just uh, mentioned um, that you're working with uh, Chris Algieri um, as your nutritionist and to help him work on your cardio. Um, how is that working with uh, Chris, uh, former world champion? Then? Um, it's been good. So I mean, I haven't really. Chris is is, is pretty busy with uh, what he's been doing himself. You know, mm-hmm. he's got going on his own personal career. Um, so I'm just kind of using the things we went over from my last camp to continue on in this camp. Dennis. How much different is training for Darren the Damage Elkins than, first of all, are you afraid that you're going to be distracted at all by his tattoo? <laughs> that tattoo is uh, one of the best ones in the UFC by far. <laughs> uh, um, no, I'm, I mean, it'd be easy to keep an eye on it, you know? 
<laughs> How much different is it training for Darren Elkins than it ha- was when you fought the Korean Zombie? Um, it, it, it's back to like normal, if you will. You know, it was, it was, you know, maybe a lot of pressure with the with the Korean Zombie fight. Uh, you know, getting ready for five rounds as compared to getting ready for three rounds. Um, so that puts my mind that you know, not I'm I'm conditioned. I'm ready to go for five. You know, but like it, it's easier to sprint for three than it is to sprint for five. You know. Uh, Darren, um, how, what about I, how, not Darren, <laughs> um, for the fight, uh, fighting for Darren, um, do you plan on standing with him more, or do you, do you feel like you're going to go for your, uh, takedowns more aggressively, um, how do you feel, how do you feel comfortable with him, sta- uh, fighting with him on, on the feet? I'm, I'm totally okay with, um, I, I think I'm a better striker than him on, on the feet, mm-hmm. I think I'm a better wrestler than him. If we're gonna wrestle, uh, stronger than him, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just when I train, I'm, I'm training to be the best ever. You know, I'm not training just to be Darren Elkins. I'm, I'm training to be the best. Mm-hmm. So everything I work on is to be the best in the world. So I'm trying to be the best striker. I'm trying to be the best wrestler. I'm trying to be the best jiu-jitsu. So it's, it's all. It doesn't matter who I'm fighting. I'm, I'm, I'm looking to be comfortable anywhere the fight takes me. Um, you say you say you want to be the best, and obviously you're someone uh, throughout your career. You've talked about your uh, title aspirations. You're someone that wants to be the champion, and the current featherweight champion, his last loss to someone not named Conor McGregor was versus you. Do you uh, do you, um, see yourself fighting for the title anytime soon? Maybe with a couple wins. Um, is that something that you really foresee uh, you getting in the near future? Yeah, man. Uh, Max Holloway. I mean, I wish him all the luck in the world. Um, but it, it, it definitely sits, sits home with me that I beat him and that I could be the world champion. So it's it's almost like I got you know a second win in my career. Like all right, guys, we can we can do this. Let's go get it. Certainly understand that. Oh, what was your take on that fight between Holloway and Aldo? Were you surprised at how that one went down? To be honest with you, I I thought. Um, I thought Aldo was going to win just because of how Aldo handled Frankie. I was like, man, he, he like, he made, I, I thought he, he made Frankie look really bad. And I just don't see Holloway beating Frankie. So I didn't think Holloway would beat Aldo. But styles make fights. Yes, they do. And Darren Elkins' style is a grinded-out guy. He likes to fight at a slower pace. How do you go about not uh, falling into the fight that he wants to fight and fighting your fight? So I, I just go in there, control the center, um, and, and just and just uh, dictating the fight, you know? Getting strikes off first, setting up takedowns, throwing them on his head. Uh, I'm just getting a guy really tired. Mm-hmm. Have you approached anything in training uh, differently since the Korean zombie fight? Have you changed things up a bit since since Houston? Um, I think I, I think I stepped up my cardio up a little bit. Just um, just you know, because when you go out there and you fight. 
you know, it's, it's 15 minutes. But what people don't realize is that you're in the back, you're warming up, and so, like, from warming up to fighting, you might be working out for, for an hour, or your brain might be going for mm-hmm. two hours. So I've been conditioning my brain to be able to rock and roll at a, at a, at a high pace for two hours, and I've been, I've been doing longer training phases. So when I'm in the back, I'm not kind of like, oh, man, am I tired? Am I tired right now? Is there anything that you're concerned about at all with Darren Elkins, or is there anything you haven't seen before with him? Uh, man, anybody I fight, I'm not concerned. Concern doesn't really cross my mind. Go out there and So I, I, I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be for this question, but what do you predict will happen when you and Darren Elkins will step into the cage at the Nassau Coliseum? Do you want me to tell you a secret? I don't care if he knows it. Oh, we'd love I'm to hear it. Break his arm. You're going to break his arm? Yes. You weren't ready for that one. How? Armbar? That we can, we can't divulge that much. <laughs> oh boy! So there you have it. So there you have it. Dar- uh, Dennis the Menace Bermudez plans on breaking the arm of Darren the Damage Elkins. Dennis, thank you so much for joining us here on short notice. Dennis, thanks for coming on. We wish you the best of all. We wish you the best of luck uh, in your fight. Thank you. And that was Dennis the Menace Bermudez in a car. In the car, apparently, not alone. Which well, he just said he was doing hill uh, hill sprints, so I'm sure he was with his team. Which uh, certainly made for an interesting interview, and it makes and this is a, an interesting fight. This is an interesting fight. Two two wrestlers, two guys that like to wrestle, like to go to the ground, but uh, Dennis does like to stand up sometimes. Does like to throw his punches. I don't know. This this could this could be a really interesting fight, especially if it goes to the ground. I I see Dennis. Um, really being aggressive with his takedowns. The so. thing about Elkins is, you know what you're gonna get from that guy. You know, I don't really see. I mean, I I, I said that yes, but I mean, did you see that Beckdick fight? Who in <laughs> in the world expected? Did that? he not get lucky though? Maybe there was some aspect of that, but to to deal with that punishment for those two rounds is to come out and get a stoppage I can't it, uh, you it can't is, say that's luck. it is impressive that so they, you, he showed I thought an incredible amount of heart and even at the end t- to get that kick and, and that ground and pound <laughs> at the end is still after get, eating that much eating that much damage I thought was very impressive well he is the damage he is the damage <laughs> I think everyone knows that based on his tattoo yes and Bermudez uh gives gave him props for the tattoo I'm not sure if I would do the same uh, that's certainly not well, something... Well, Dennis, Dennis is someone that likes tattoos himself. Yes, he does. What about you, James? If you ever had to get a tattoo, what would it be? Not that. Would it be Corgan in big letters? It would not be that. Like McGregor style? But 
but this is a fight that I would give Bermudez absolutely the edge, and I think he's the more agree. talented guy. I think he's the better guy in the feet. World class wrestler, all American from Bloomsburg, and I think his, I think Elkins is going to struggle to take Bermudez down. I think Bermudez has much better takedown defense than Elkins does, which I feel like could be the difference because I, I feel like Bermudez is going to be aggressive with his takedown. Well, Elkins' takedown D isn't bad, but Bektik sort of is a different animal when it comes to that. Yeah, but I mean Bermudez is someone that's experienced. He's a Division One All American wrestler, former, for yes, so. I want to get your thoughts on what happened this past Saturday night. Yeah, if we're talking about the featherweight division, how can we not talk about uh, that fight? I want to get your take first before I I delve into what I thought. Going in, I didn't make any, I didn't bet on this fight at all. Going in, if I had to, I probably would have put money on Aldo, but I am am a Holloway fan. I am a big Holloway fan, so I thought Holloway did have a shot. Because I knew it, this fight wasn't really going to be on the ground at all. No one was really going to go for takedowns. I felt that if Holloway could weather the storm a little bit and, and hit him with a couple lucky shots, get in some ground and pound. And that's what we saw what happened. I thought by far the most impressive part of the Max Holloway fight wasn't his ground and pound, wasn't his striking. It was his adaptation. In the first few rounds, you saw Aldo kind of getting the best of him, kind of fighting with him a little bit. But Holloway really adapted very well. Started seeing Aldo kind of getting in and out of his com- uh, combinations. Holloway started landing some combinations of his own. Once the third round hit, I thought it was, it was all Holloway. I thought that was the impressive part was his adaptation. I you? was this close to betting the house on Aldo. Really? I, was I thought, I thought this... Holloway had a lot more of a shot than most people were saying. I was this close to betting the house on Aldo. Something stopped me. I'm not sure what it was that stopped me. Maybe it was the the intrigue of Max Blessed Holloway. Maybe it was the must the terrible mustache that Jose Aldo has. Well, thank goodness you're not homeless now, James. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, not the, it wasn't even at the house, but that, it's a figure of speech. I I, I know I know. But I but was absolutely stunned by that result. Did you now? Did you think it was early an early stoppage? No. I would agree. I thought Aldo ate a lot of punishment on the floor. Big John McCarthy is a guy that is, is as good as anyone beyond reproach yeah. at this point. He is a guy that he is the rules of mixed martial arts. So when he says completely. when he says that it's too much, it's too much. Yeah. And even at the end, if Aldo wasn't really taking that much damage, he was just sitting there. Letting Holloway punch him. You got to protect the fighter's safety. Even if Aldo's giving you the thumbs up, you have to protect the fighter's safety. I uh, I think that fight should have... You know I, I think the, that fight could have been stopped sooner. You know what the amazing thing is? Aldo's only 30 years old. Aldo is just as young as Holloway. He's in his prime. He is in his... Mm-hmm. He is, this is the greatest featherweight of all time. People always forget that, but he has in been his at the prime. top for so, so long. People forget how young he is. You recall what he did do to Frankie Edgar at UFC 200. That was a convincing he thrashed him. A convincing victory, and we saw what Yankee, what, Frank, what Frankie did to Yaya Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. So we know how good Frankie is. Although I will say that that was Frank, probably the Frankie's worst performance of his career. That was as bad as Frankie's ever looked. That was. <sighs> you, you can't look good against Jose Holloway. Did it? Except for <laughs> except for two guys. Except for that's true. And, but you also have to, I mean, Mendez had the war with him. 
Mendes looked decent against him, but that was still a, a clear victory for Aldo. Of course, every um, every fight, every, I I just can't, I just could not see Aldo losing that fight. And then through two rounds, guess what? He looked like himself. Yeah, he looked good. He looked good in those first two rounds. But like I said, Holloway's adaptation so so impressive. He, he, Aldo, he, Holloway loves those late round stoppages too. Mm-hmm. He stopped. Pettis in like the third or fourth Pettis round. Pettis was in the third. So that was just a, a awe-inspiring stunner for me. And now the featherweight division is it is it stable now with Max Holloway at the top? Do you expect him to? Well, who, people have been saying Frankie gets the next title shot. That's that's the rumors around Frankie versus Holloway at a UFC Hawaii card. However, Aldo if, deserves if happens, the rematch, does he not? He does. I would say he does, but of I, course I, he I, does. I can see. I can see. I would say Holloway could get a fight in before he rematches Aldo. I don't foresee an immediate rematch happening. I mean, I, I could be wrong, obviously, but it's it really seems like Frankie is slated up next to to fight him. I, if Fran- if especially because they really want a UFC Hawaii card, um. Yeah, I just see Frankie fighting it. And in that, stably, as big of a fan of Frankie Edgar I am, I think he's a, an amazing fighter, amazing guy. I'm a big fan of him. I think I take Holloway in that. Frankie obviously has a much better ground game, and if he takes him down, he, he's going to be better on the ground. But but Holloway has a m- big reach advantage, bigger guy, and is just him. He's on a roll. He hasn't lost since, since the McGregor fight. His last loss was 2013. Well... It's it's tough. It's it's tough to predict that. Uh, when was the last time Holloway was on his back? The um, was it the McGregor? I don't. Know, it wasn't the McGregor fight. Maybe uh, the Swanson fight. Swanson fight had a decent amount of a uh, fight on the ground, but he 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 beat Swanson on the ground. He guillotined him. I I don't see Frankie getting submitted anytime soon. I'm not saying. Oh, he would. No, I don't think he could submit Frankie, but he could knock out Frankie. Absolutely. I don't think Frankie. I think if Frankie stayed on that fight, the whole if that fight is fought on the feet, Holloway wins easily. 10 I times think out of 10. Frankie is crafty enough to possibly get the job done. I, I think he he could get it done. I would take Holloway, but you can never count on Frankie. Frankie looked great versus Rodriguez. Now you mentioned it before, and I wanted to talk about it a little bit on the show. The whole Demetrius Johnson situation. Yeah. With T.J. Dillashaw. TJ wants to fight. He wants to go down to 125. He says he can easily make it. He said he'd be willing to give up his whole purse, his entire purse, if he didn't make the weight. That's, that's pretty big. That's how confident he said he is in making the weight. That's that's pretty crazy. It would, or at the very least, we possibly could see a situation like it was with Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., where he was contractually obligated to give a million dollars of his purse per pound. That he missed weight. Wow! Against uh, Canelo Alvarez, I think this is a fight. A, it has to happen. I mean, it it would be the biggest flyweight fight in the history by of far. MMA. By far. By a long shot. I think the Garbrand fight would would have been bigger just because of the champion versus champion. But the TJ fight might be more interesting. Oh, it's it's so it's, interesting because they're very similar. Yes. I've compared DJ. They're both they're both just very well rounded. 
They're both known for just being good at everything. In DJ's last fight, I compared him his performance to that of Floyd Mayweather. He could not be touched. He was just he doing. Submitted a, he submitted a legit black belt jujitsu world champion. I that that was one of the best title fight performances that I've ever seen. And the one before that was Cejudo. Or no, it was Elliot and then Cejudo, right? Yes. Elliot was his worst performance. He did. He, he had an amazing performance for Cejudo. Elliot was his worst, but I mean, he looked fat. So, I mean, submitted a BJJ black belt. It, it was unbelievable. I think that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Look, DJ's legacy will not be is going to be made on the title defense streak. Mm-hmm. That is, this is, the, this is the, that's why it's a big fight. That's what's that's important people, to DJ. That's why people are saying that he wants to fight Ray Borg because he wants an easy fight. Ray Borg, of course, the Taz Mexican Devil. I mean, Ray Borg isn't isn't a joke, but he's he's certainly not TJ Dillashaw. Ray Borg will not beat. Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. No, he will not. That is not. He will not beat him. Not in this lifetime or the next. The the thing that also worries me. TJ's boxing, his footwork. TJ would be is going to be a strong one twenty five or two. Yes. TJ is going to be a very strong one twenty five. He would have the height, the reach. He would have all the leg the leg reach. Mm -hmm. The only the the way I, I see. Demetrius going versus that fight is looking for a submission. I can see DJ potentially submitting Dillashaw, but also Dillashaw is big. Like that's that's a tough fight to, to call. That is a tough <sighs> fight to call because we've never seen Dillashaw at one twenty-five. First of all, that would be a fight. He's, that he, he's if Demetrius been for Cody, he just switches from Cody to go down to, to Demetrius. This could you know be dangerous for like? Demetrius's tight for title shot. You know what I wish? I wish they would have this fight. But have it at one thirty-five, in a non-title bout. Why? Because I think the intrigue of this fight is enough. I think Demetrius is and a it would much be better. unfair. It would kind of be unfair if TJ were to just go down and immediately take the title, because he still has a title fight waiting for him at one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. That's why I understand Ray Borg's position, and somewhat I understand I think... TJ's position. Where you have to, in the era of super fights and money fights, sometimes you have to follow the rankings. And TJ Dillashaw has never fought at flyweight. For him to just come in and... Uh, well, he would be the number one contender easily if he went down to 125. True, true. But we've never really seen people just jumping title shots until recently. I mean, obviously we saw McGregor do it, but McGregor's obviously a completely different animal. Yes, every um, yes, and we saw GSP do it. Obviously, GSP is a completely different animal. Well, Anderson Silva, if you recall, Anderson Silva versus Cormier, or that's that was more of a. But even when he was champion, he went up in weight class several times to light heavyweight, to light yeah. heavyweight, to fight in uh, non-title his, fights. Those are some of his. The, he looked the best in those fights. He looked great in those light heavyweight fights when he was champion. So it's been done before, and I think it would be appropriate now. For for this to happen, I I I see. Give me the one thing. This fight, DJ is worried about losing the title to a guy that's not in his weight class. That's a legitimate concern. So if you eliminate that concern, then we can have this fight that could cement DJ's legacy, legacy and his position as the best fighter in the world. If you, are you talking about a one thirty five non title fight? Yes, or even a one twenty five. 
Why does it have to be for the title? Titles clearly don't matter anymore, well, according they, to the UFC. How are they, they? You can't have them fight at 125 not for a title. If Demetrius is fighting at 125, he's defending his title. But is, DJ, is TJ committed to staying at 125, or does he just want that's to fight the, Demetrius? Exactly. That's, that's what I was thinking, too. Because if he wins that fight, he's going to be the flyweight champion. He's going to have to defend that. You can't give up a... Well, I mean, you can give up a belt. You saw with McGregor. Maybe maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe we see TJ wins that fight and then goes back up to fight Cody, becomes two-weight world champion. Jo- Joanna Yanjechuk said she wants to do that. God. I mean, that seems like what what the UFC is going towards. T- TJ should win one belt first. But here's, here's also the, the one thing. As DJ does complain a lot about not being marketed... This is the biggest legitimate. This is it. It's a, which is a legitimate concern and legitimate gripe. I I agree with him on that. But this is as big of a fight as he as he's ever going to get. This well, is, this is as much money as he'll ever make by far. Well, here here's the here's the thing about that. He, it this is the this is the problem. This was a problem with Roy Jones Jr., the boxer back in the nineties. He was the best fighter in the world. He was so good. Nobody could touch him, but he never really was on pay-per-view because he was so good. He'd just kill everyone. Yeah. And that's the thing with Demetrius. It's like the Golden State Warriors. It's like the Golden State Warriors. Demetrius is Perfect time to do the pound for like pound. The Golden State Warriors. It's not it's good to watch him fight. He's beautiful to watch. He's an amazing martial artist. But he's just so clearly better than everyone in that 125-pound division. Yes, which means you probably wouldn't pay to watch the fight. Was, I certainly will not pay 60 bucks to watch tonight's Game 4. No. And would you pay 60 bucks for Johnson versus Borg? No. Exactly. Would you pay $60 for Johnson versus Dillashaw? 100% yes. I, I do think the UFC has, has, has trying to make it happen. The, apparently Dana White threatened to to get rid of the flyweight division if Johnson didn't do it, which I think is completely ridiculous. That's, that's, that's completely that's, ridiculous in a base. That's like. ridiculous. But I, I also can see <laughs> this is something that Johnson has complained about. I could see why Dana White would be like, what are you thinking? Like, we finally bring in this big money fight. We'll promote you a lot. Dillashaw's coming right off af- right off of the ultimate fighter. So he's a people know him. He was about to fight for a title. He's a big name. This would be the biggest fight of DJ's career. If, if if DJ had a convincing win over TJ Dillashaw, I think you'd have to argue him as the best fighter on the, on the planet. 100%. Now, I want, I, want to, I want to put it to boxing for just a little bit. This isn't exactly a boxing story, but this is a, 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 a crazy one. Advantage... Advantil, I can never pronounce his name, the Georgian fighter promoted by Ludabella, Kurt Sigi. That sounds good, James. Arrested for racketeering. Really? And fraud, identity fraud. His fight with Billy Joe Saunders called off. What happened? He apparently he's he's facing up to twenty years in prison. Oh he my can... God! This when I saw this news 
when I saw this news flash on my Twitter feed, I did a double take. What? This is a guy that just won his last fight. He knocked out the the British guy, the no-name guy, the guy I can't remember. Yeah. He was all set to fight for the WBO title. Ludabella promoted him. Ludabella, I guess, past tense now, promoted him. He'll probably never fight again. But well, I will say, he did say... 33, the- and a former UFC fighter was caught in that sting as well. Really? A Russian? Uh, yes. Um, although I will, uh, he did say that the indictment is a very serious misunderstanding, and he told fans not to panic in a Facebook Oh, no, post. no, no, don't although panic. I, I, I think it, they, they should panic. I think it is time to panic. The dizzying, all right, I'm quoting from an article here. <clears throat> the dizzying array of criminal schemes committed by this organized crime syndicate, oh, my God, allegedly include a murder-for-hire conspiracy, a plot to rob victims by seducing and drugging them with chloroform, the theft of cargo shipments containing over 10,000 pounds of chocolate, and a fraud on casino slot machines using electronic hacking devices. Wow. Maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. I mean, you you, you have a, a title fight coming up. What are you doing? You have a title fight versus Billy Joe Saunders coming up. This is an Aaron well, Hernandez type of double life. Would you say this is, this is probably life. the biggest fight of his career? Oh, this is a Aaron Hernandez type of double life situation, yeah. but this was just... Wow, is that a bizarre story. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm at a loss for what, you, what, what can you say? <laughs> what can, what you, can you say is that this is boxing. <laughs> anything, <laughs> anything can happen in boxing, and... It includes inside and outside the ring. And with that... Wait, that James, before we end, uh-oh. quick, very, very quick. Predictions, Lewis Hunt. We want to talk about oh, all predictions. All right, we, we can happen? talk about this for a couple minutes. We have a little bit of time left. You know who I'm picking. Uh, I, I, know, I, I know who you're picking. I have ranted and raved about the Big, Black Beast. This is the biggest Derek Lewis fan on I the planet right here. I have ranted and raved about the Black Beast, Derek Lewis... For a while on this show, I love him. He is an entertain. He is the most entertaining guy to watch in my mind. I mean, this is this is a this is a two fan favorites. This is a great battle. He probably gets into the cage at about three hundred pounds. <laughs> He'll just fall on you, pound you out. I, know, I was we were talking about me and Jam were talking about this before the show. And we said he might be the strongest man on the UFC roster. He is. He is the strongest uh, who, guy yeah. in the UFC. And Mark Hunt, the Super Samoan, has the hardest Heaviest head. Hands. Has he- the hardest head in the UFC, even Although, though it was cracked by Alistair Overeem. Those were some knees. <laughs> but he has never faced a guy with the power of the Black no. Beast, even in his home country of New Zealand. I mean, we just saw Ver- Holloway just beat Aldo and Rio. Who who knows what can happen? I'm 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 struggling on who to root for. I don't if know who to root for. I love both Derek of these fighters. Derek takes him down. It's over. Yeah. The I problem is the Travis Brown fight. He kicked him in the body, and <laughs> he had a broken rib. Lewis, Lewis, freaking bullet, bending over like he was shot. That he I think he broke a rib or two. 
I'm, I know he broke at least one. Oh, my God. Those are some hard hits. He is certainly not the perfect fighter. Can he lose this fight? Yes. Yeah, he could I lose mean, to anyone, and he can beat anyone. I would agree with we that. We saw that in the Albany he, fight. He even said recently, oh, I'm not a great fighter. He said he's not a very good fighter, and he only does it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why you like, gotta love him, because he is funny, too. The Black Beast, Derek Lewis, by TKO, grounded pound. All he has to do is touch Mark Hunt, and it's you can say, good night. That's why I like this bout, because they are both going to come out swinging. They both have, maybe these are the two biggest, like, who has more knockout power than the two of these guys? He will deliver Mark Hunt his 38th loss of his career, it feels like. Uh, Mark Hunt isn't on, a, uh, isn't on a good streak right now, obviously. The Ream fight was was very rough. He got he got cracked with some knees. The Lesnar um, fight. The Lesnar fight, and uh, we see though with um, Hunt, Alistair Overeem has had a problem now where he kind of has a glass chin. Mark Hunt has always been known through his career as having an amazing chin. He's been it's been cracked recently. Lesnar didn't and finish Black, him. And versus uh, the Black Beast, I I can I can see the well, Black nobody. Beast taking this one out. Nobody. And next week, when Lewis loses, I'll be hanging my head on this show. You mean tomorrow? Oh, shoot. The You're fight's right. tomorrow. The Singapore no, next card week, is next week. Next week on this show. Oh, okay. Next week on the show. Okay. Next week on this show, when Lewis loses, I'm not going to be able to hear the end of it. <sighs> and with that, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you, of course, to Darren's The Menace Bermudez mm-hmm. for coming out of this show. On some short notice. James, as always, as always, it's been a pleasure. Maddie Breen with me. Enjoy game four tonight. Or try to enjoy game four tonight of the NBA Finals. And until next time, goodbye, everybody.